0: been a, a coxswain for many, many years in my own village here in County Antrim. Uh, we're on the coast, closest point to Scotland. We, we, I look directly across at the Mulligan Tyre, and in fact, many of our rescues are done in Scotland as opposed to Northern Ireland. As an organisation such as the RNLI, it's very, very hard for us to reach in to to young people, um, especially the age that we're trying to target around our water safety messaging. You know, the people most at risk are young males. Uh, and a few years ago I, I after a very tragic drowning here that happened to be involving some GEA uh, club, uh, I thought, look, we should be trying to to link with the GEA and the RNLI. Well, the Gaelic Athletic Association, or known as the GAA, um, is in every community in Ireland, uh, small villages to large towns. It's a volunteer-led organisation, uh, and the great thing for us is that they have the same ethos as ourselves, and they are in a lie. They do male and female ladies football, hurling, which is with like a bit like a form of hockey. Uh, and then football. And there is about 2,300 GEA clubs in Ireland. They are in 74 countries in the world. And the interesting point for me was inside 10 kilometres of all our lifeboat stations in Ireland, that's 46 lifeboat stations north and south of Ireland, there is over 330 GEA clubs. There was just a very, very sad drowning down in County Cork. Uh, and I, one of my good friends that, that actually works in Croke Park in the headquarters in Dublin, just it struck me one night and it just stayed with me. And I phoned him and I said, look, there's something we need to be trying to do here because there's, just, there's still about 120 people drowning, accidental drownings in, in Ireland in a year. And unless we try and come together to tackle that, we can't do it on our own, that's for sure. Uh, and I just had this model, and I've worked with, with a very, very small core of people in the RNLI to, to bring this to where it is today, where we are now, you know, we, we are uh, giving water safety messages, hundreds of them uh, every month uh, throughout Ireland. So Cook Park is one of the most modern sporting stadiums throughout Europe for any sport. And the GAA uh, really endorsed what we were trying to do. So for several years now, every year we have um, attended an All-Ireland semi-final in football or hurling, where you will have approximately 70,000 people in the stadium but that that's not all we we have we we bring a lifeboat into crow park which is you know just unreal when people see it and they just wow what what's this doing but every screen in crow park that whole day is around water safety messaging we have qr codes so people can can download all the latest materials uh we have all our engagement teams engaging with the people um and it really is fantastic when you see young people learning the, our float to live safety messages and believe it or not we're very very good now at doing that type of stuff on a field rather than go, you don't actually have to go to the water to teach people uh, how to float and uh, and all the messages um, so o- on the, the, the day we launched this we ended up with um, I think we ended up with over 80 journalists there because they were quite sort of wow what, what's going on here uh, they have fully bought into it, Has has all the players in the, in the GEA. We bring about 50 volunteers in full kit uh, onto the Pitch and Crow Park uh, in front of the 70,000 people. And I have to say, you know, the hairs are standing in the back of your head when you see the, 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 um, the, the welcome that the people get and the respect that the RLA has here throughout Ireland. And it is a true partnership. It's a win-win partnership. It's, it's not something involving you know, finances. Where, you know, it's all absolutely built on saving lives. Uh, and, and we also know that, that our awareness, our safety campaigns in Ireland now are much, much higher than they are uh, in England. And that is purely down to what we're doing uh, with the GA. So if we're saving lives, I am so delighted and uh, long may it continue. If you think about it, and it'll be the same in all our two hundred thirty-eight life post stations. Many of our stations are closed twenty-three hours a day, so you know, especially in rural areas. So it's not the sort of place where people can sort of call into, uh, and you see, so you don't get the in, interaction. Having the GA in my own village, we're a small village here in an area of which Stanton at Your Beauty, uh, there's a population of about sixteen hundred people. But after the GEA do all their training, they're always in the sea in front of the lifeboat station. And I I see it now very openly where people in the GEA sort of go, they aren't like, oh, they're with us. They're they're good guys, (laughs) if you know what I mean. It's just amazing in communities. We have had even one of our key players up here in Antrim. His father took a heart attack in his house and uh, it actually was one of our our station luncheon authorities actually, who was a first responder, was there and saved the guy's life. Um, And that's the sort of stuff that's going on in communities and it's only absolutely right that we are joined together and we we are doing this type of work. Well, since I have been 17, I've been in the lifeboat crew, so I have done hundreds of rescues. It's a huge, huge commitment for for any any lifeboat crew. Uh, I I see it here that we have two lifeboats here. We've got a Trent-class lifeboat and an Atlantic 85. You know, and the commitment and dedication of a a number of people to run every station, I mean, it is huge. You don't go to bed without leaving your laces open and your T-shirt on ready to go, and it happens quite often. Uh, where, where i am situated here we genuinely could be in scotland during the night and back home again this is certainly secured and this gives me great pride when i look that we are actually we are bringing forward another generation of our lifeboat crew and that's probably selfish of me but you know without us having volunteers coming for we cannot we cannot we cannot run the service that we're, we're actually trying to do I genuinely believe this is a vision for our future. Number one, from a whole engagement, even if we have to, we want to try and partnership with large businesses to try. We are, you know, a charity. We have to raise money, but I, I think this is the way to actually raise our money uh, uh, in the future. Because if we're linked with the right partnerships, th- that's very exciting for 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 other businesses to to want to at least be seen to, to be lining up with ourselves but if we can keep developing our communities and bringing people into our organization that is fantastic and say it's, it's not down to me it's down to everybody that that works with along with me uh, in this partnership and I do believe if in two or three years time I, I, I suspect we will be anywhere we can with partnerships. it's dee Kafari here and you've been listening to part of the rnli's 200 voices collection to hear more remarkable stories head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the rnli wherever you get your podcast from thank you